after a two-week break, the Catch the Blitz podcast, the CTB show has returned. The first, the first episode of the new year. First episode of the new year, ringing it in nicely. 2023. Um, today's January 10th. Yes, it is. L- completely lost track of what episode this is in terms of season two. I think 17 or 18. I think maybe? it is. That, I mean, we had an 18-week season. We missed the last two weeks. Probably somewhere around 17. Anyways, it's great to be back. I'm Thomas Parker, and as always, joined by Christian Catanacci. Cat, you're looking uh, a little tan. You still got yeah, that Florida color. How was, your, uh, how was your vacation? It was good. It was good to get away. Enjoyed the warm weather. I mean, at first it was freezing cold there. Yeah, I mean, I remember when you were there on Christmas watching the Miami game. It was, there was zero snow. degrees. It was zero degrees, yeah. and it was the coldest. It was the second coldest game uh, and the coldest since 1989, uh, that Miami Dolphins game. And uh, maybe maybe that's the excuse that uh, why they can score points. Hey, maybe. we're in. We are in the playoffs, <laughs> man. I'm rocking my shirt today. Um, He's celebrating. First time since what? 2016. 2016. There in the Funny enough, this is actually I've never watched a Miami Dolphins playoff game in my life. So they made the playoffs twice, I believe, twice in my lifetime. Their last playoff win was 2000. I wasn't born yet. Um, 2008, they made it. I was too young to yeah, sort you of remember. have an interest. I think I think I started really watching the year after. And then 2016, I had a hockey game. I remember I missed it. They were underdogs against the Steelers. Same situation as this year. Lowest seed playing the highest seed. And the starting quarterback was out, which looks like it's going to be the case. At least that's my gut feeling for this for the Sunday. And I think that's Vegas' feeling too. But uh, we're going to get into a lot of of games today. We're going to get into the playoffs. Um, We missed the last two weeks, a little holiday holiday break. But we're back. Super excited to get talking today because just so much has happened in another phenomenal NFL season. I I think that was one of the better seasons that we've had in in recent memories. I mean, just think about some teams that missed the playoffs. Like, I don't know if there was that many. Like, usually when, when, when it's... You break down the playoff teams. It's like okay, the teams that should have made the playoffs are in the playoffs, yeah. right? But there's a good chunk of teams that like deserve to or would have been tough outs. I'm talking about your Lions too, like team that I'm talking about specifically. Like if Detroit were to have gotten into the playoffs, that is not an easy game. And and I know they would go into San Francisco, but like if I was San Fran, I'd be sort of breathing, you know, getting a nice sigh of relief because. Now you got Seattle instead of Detroit, or even Green Bay for that matter, um, because those two teams could have gave you some some a run for your money. I know everyone likes to clown the Packers with their their postseason sort of um, resume against the 49ers. I mean, knocked out twice and once in the NFC Championship. But look, those Lions, man, they're the real deal. Yeah. Real deal. I mean, future's bright. I it was awesome to see them go into that game already eliminated. Yes. And just not care and say like, yeah. hey, we got motivation. We can eliminate a division rival and we're going to give it our all here. And that's what they did. Um, ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, could very well be a head coach after it's a very great, great season with candidate. an offense that nobody expected to be as explosive as it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we, we've said this a lot this year. And I think that's a sign um, that one, we're not fortune tellers. And, and two, it's been a great up and down season that nobody could have predicted. Go back and listen to our first episode. And you know, you hear our predictions, you hear what the consensus was league-wide um, with other media outlets and what Vegas was setting with the odds. And to think that, you know, the Rams missed the playoffs, yeah. the Packers missed the playoffs, the Detroit Lions were eliminated on the final day, the Seattle Seahawks, who were probably favorites to pick first, first overall, overall, made, the, made playoffs. the playoffs. 
And the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that had the first overall pick last year, won their division. So it was an awesome season. It was a, it was a ton of fun to cover. It was a ton of fun to watch. Um, and now we get into the games that truly matter, the playoffs. So, um, And if it's an indication, if there, if there really is any indication um, of sort of the regular season and the postseason, is that we could be in for a crazy, crazy next couple of weeks here. Because even just, I know we'll get into it later in the episode, but to sort of tease a little that like we're talking about a wide open playoff here yeah. i think so at least especially like okay maybe in the nfc is a little bit less wide open but the afc there's like you can make a case for all 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 of these teams yeah. right they could go on some sort of a run and the fact that patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the afc is is incredible um 27 years old he's the oldest quarterback in the afc side of the playoffs which also alludes to how bright um the future of the AFC is and the NFL in general. We're talking about, this is exactly what you want to see in the playoffs. You want to see all the young, best up-and-coming quarterbacks going against each other, and and we're sort of getting treated to that um, starting on Saturday, right? And and obviously, there is one quarterback that missed out in the last game, and that's Aaron Rodgers, and now his future is is sort of up in the air. Again, he sort of went through the same thing last year, so I don't know if it I don't know if that's sort of the same situation, but there was a little snippet that was caught after the game. Uh, Jamison Williams went up to Aaron Rodgers and a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. He was vocal about it before. He he always called Aaron Rodgers one of the best players to play the game and he was extremely focused on getting this jersey from Aaron Rodgers. He approaches Rodgers and and asks for his jersey and Rodgers said something along the lines of, no, I think I got to hold on to this or no, I'm going to hold on to this one. Something like that. Um, Which sparked some eyebrows and then, after that game, he started talking to the reporters and he mentioned how he would have no regrets if he did step away from the game and he's accomplished everything he's wanted to accomplish. Um, and he, he ultimately said that he's going to take some time away and, and decide his future and what his next steps are, similar to what he did last year. I hope it doesn't linger as far as it did last year because that sort of ruined a lot of the offseason, I feel like. But um, is it different this time? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It feels it feels to me like it's a little bit different. Um, Aaron Rodgers, especially last year when he went on this this saga, and he's sort of been known to do this in the past. I've been, I mean, I've said on the show that it, it's frustrated me. He's just come off like a, a little bit of a, of a drama queen, even though I don't think that's, that's the best title. Um, I just feel like certain scenarios have been stretched and they've made out to be bigger than, than what they could have or should have been in, in Aaron Rodgers' situation. This time, it, it feels different. I don't know. To me, this doesn't feel like I'm mad at the Green Bay Packers organization. It doesn't feel like, hey, you, you traded away my best weapon. You're not giving me enough help. Really, Aaron Rodgers didn't have that great of a season. The Green Bay Packers team isn't as good as it used to be. And it just seems like, hey, maybe I'm just going to hang him up. I don't know if there's any appeal to, to play anywhere else. I don't think the destinations this year are quite as intriguing yeah. as they were a year ago. Like, okay, maybe you want to go play in, in New York for the Jets, but I, I, don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers quite has the the level of, and, and I when I say this, I don't mean it in a bad way, the level of hunger as a Tom, as a Tom Brady, because I, I, I honestly don't even think that yeah. that's a bad thing. Like, no. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, and he's had a great career. Yeah. Why does he need to go start new with a new franchise and, you know, risk whatever, risk injury, risk anything at all? 
I, I think I honestly do think that it's it's a nice time to hang him up. It's unfortunate we didn't get to see one last playoff yeah. run, but but to me this this sort of feels like it's it. I, I think so too. I think it's a little bit different this time around. Um, I mean, a team that maybe sticks out to me is the the 49ers, but there's they got so many quarterbacks now yeah, there, three like, quarterbacks, right? I'm get so to one I, I don't later. think that's I think that's sort of off the table. And again, it goes back to again you. you I also agree with you, and I don't think it's a bad thing to say, but I think that in terms of, I mean, obviously we're speculating here, but I don't think it's crazy to say that Tom Brady loves, I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably loves football. I'm probably wording this a little bit wrong, but I think Tom Brady has the drive to continue to play until he's 45 or 50, yeah, right? Yeah, like, no, like, like, he's Aaron Rodgers, the only guy. Aaron Rodgers, that. like, probably, you know, he's not that type of dude. And that's completely different. That's just who he is. And, and I think he's going to stay true to himself. And I, and I really do, he's, he's sort of hinted at this. Um, over the last couple of years now said that, you know, he never, he never was vocal about saying, oh, I'm going to play until my forties. He never said that. And, um, it felt like his days are numbered. And I, I really do believe that we have seen the end of Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. And I, I think that this is going to be the year of the off season that, that he retires. And, and then it, look at the Packers future. And now they got Jordan Love, who looked very promising. Yeah, he had, in, good, in he had the, a good year yeah, when, he, when did. he was thrown in. He did. He did. He played good against the Philadelphia, that, that, that sort of game when Neil Rodgers went silent with the rib injury. And I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders. He's the, he's the quarterback. He's only going to be their like, third quarterback since, yeah, I mean, right, if you think about it, they went Brett Favre to Rodgers. Rodgers. I know there's been like the one-offs, like everyone remembers the legendary Matt Flynn game. Matt Flynn but, game but against the Cowboys. That's, the real starting yes. quarterback, the Packers have really only had two in you know both of our life, lifetime. I don't even know who the quarterback was before Brett Favre. Yeah, which is which goes to show you how, like, out of the most important position, arguably, on the field, and the fact that the Packers have had so much stability, um, again, it... it it's almost like the Packers don't know how it feels to. I always, I always have ripped Packers fans and saying like, "You guys don't know how yeah, good how good you, you have, it. have it." Yes, like, the Patriots are starting to see it now a little bit. Obviously, Mac Jones is solid, but um, like when you have all that stability for so long, it's it's so easy to get comfortable, and then you don't realize. So it is a scary time for Packers fans because look, Jordan Love was was drafted very highly, but and he he was touted. By by a lot of scouts as as one of the better prospects in that draft class as a quarterback standpoint and and he's got the tools and now it does he have the mindset to eventually take over this job and and win over the franchise I guess we're gonna have to see and obviously we're it ultimately rests on the fact that is Aaron Rodgers going to ever play again and and we both agree that this is sort of the end um, for Rodgers which would be crazy to think because like you said he's had a Hall of Fame career and w- with this there's not only question around Jordan Love and speculation on whether he's going to be the guy long term there. I think this move also brings questions around Matt LaFleur. Yeah. His uh his body of work ever since he took over in Green Bay has been phenomenal. Most wins in the NFL in the last 3 seasons I believe now. Um but you know what they say? A good coach a lot of times has a good quarterback. Yeah. Look at the coaches that are getting fired yeah. around the league. Why are they getting fired? A lot of the times it's because the quarterback's not good enough. It's mm-hmm. not getting the job done. There's a lot of weight on that QB position. And, and a lot of times uh, we see the head coach fall victim to that. And, I mean, it's not totally not the fault of the coach, but it just seems that <coughs> stability in one position correlates to stability with another. And uh, that brings us to what we had yesterday, which everyone loves to call Black Monday in the NFL. It wasn't as chaotic 
as a year ago when there were some big surprises. I mean, last season there were 10, 10, 10 coaches. Openings, really? Yeah, that, that not, not fired, but there were 10 openings that were yeah. filled. Um, and I remember Brian Flores was fired last year. On the year. show, yes, remember? while we were recording. And it we was just recording. like such a huge shock. Yeah. Um, crazy. Wasn't as... Um, there weren't as many surprises. I yeah, mean, well, I mean, Lavi Smith to me didn't surprise me. No, I was honestly surprised in some situations where where coaches weren't fired, like Ron Rivera in Washington. Which it's still possible. I, I mean, I mean, this is literally thirty minutes ago, just before we started recording. They just fired their offensive coordinator, and yes. it, it it just feels like that was a Ron Rivera decision. Yeah, it's I like, don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I think they should do. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It should have been overdue a long time ago. Right. I think it's two years overdue, but. I mean, in terms of openings as of right now, obviously something can change. And when you're hearing this, there could be another opening. But as of the time that we're recording this and we're going to rank these head coaching uh, openings or the vacancies, as some of you call it, is um, so the Broncos job is open, the Colts job, Panthers job, Texans and Cardinals. So Thomas and I are going to rank it. I guess we're going to go one, one, two, two sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You want to start at the top or start at the bottom? Let's start at the bottom. Okay. Let's start at the bottom. Yeah. Um, You want me to go first? Go ahead. Or is yours? Okay, this one, uh, it, it feels a little bit unfair. And I've been, I've been very harsh on this organization for a long time. Feels a little bit unfair to have them this low. Um, it, and that's the Denver Broncos. Now, I'm not going to say I'm confident, but I'm optimistic that we see Russell Wilson back at his, maybe not his best, but back at being a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's very possible that this year was just a one-off. He gets back on track. He takes control of the locker room. You know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, maybe if they're fully healthy, he has a good season. I think it's very possible, especially with a right head coach. So to me, that's sort of honestly, in a way, appealing to get yes. to work with a future Hall of Fame quarterback like Russell Wilson. I know he's on a crazy long contract, but I, I'm more ranking them this low because of the division that they're in. You got to go up against Mahomes twice a year. You got to go up against Herbert twice a year. That's really tough. Yes. Couple that now with the fact that look what we've seen from Russell Wilson so far. Of course, there's uncertainty. I know Mm. I said I'm confident, but of course, there's uncertainty. So I'm going to have the Broncos at the bottom. Um, You know, the roster's good, not great. There's some, you know, I mean, Patrick Sertain's a stud. There's some young players in there that are are solid and good building blocks. But overall, like... Do you really want to go up against Patrick Mahomes? And I mean, I, maybe if Mahomes is not on this game, Herbert's going to be. So. I, I agree. And, and I mean, the offensive line isn't the greatest either. Um, from a weapons perspective, sure, you have Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton's okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was a little bit, I don't want to say overrated, but he's not the receiver that a lot of Broncos fans praised him to be. Um, whether that's a sort of a direct correlation to the play of Russell Wilson or not, I guess that's sort of wait and see. I actually do have the Broncos as well uh, as my fifth team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go f- my fourth team because I, I almost put this, uh, again, just 30 minutes before we started started uh, recording, um, a report from Jordan Schultz came out and said that uh, the Arizona Cardinals are looking to trade uh, DeAndre Hopkins, right? And um, I almost knocked down the Cardinals to five after this. I, I The reason why is, okay, one, the biggest concern for me, I think, the, the biggest problem for the, for the Cardinals was they had Cliff Kingsbury and they had Kyler Murray. I 
think Kyler Murray has all the talent in the world, but talent doesn't always translate. And I think we're seeing it with Kyler Murray here. He is clearly very difficult to coach, a little bit immature. Um, and we saw with Zantix, and crazy enough, that situation with Cliff Kingsbury on the sidelines was all over TV. And then another situation with DeAndre Hopkins too. So do, is this the organization sort of picking Kyler over DeAndre Hopkins? Sure, yeah, it is, because he's your quarterback. You just paid him, so... You Whether to. you like it or not, you sort of yeah. have to, right? And even his his antics before, while he with his with his whole contract negotiation, deletes all his pictures on Instagram. Like it just feels a little bit childish to me. And it's going to be if I'm a head coach, knowing that I'm going to, I mean, head coach and quarterback, like you alluded to earlier, is probably the most important relationship in in terms of success of a football team. Yeah, right. Um, it directly correlates to good and bad teams. You see it firsthand, like Thomas mentioned earlier. But if you're a head coach going and looking at this job opening and being like, okay, I'm going to have to go in knowing that the quarterback is a little bit immature and a little bit hard-headed. Is this job that attractive? Not to mention that San Francisco 49ers look like they're going to be dominant for the next couple of years in that division. The Rams, not so much. But even the Seahawks, too. Like The, the Seahawks are an up-and-coming team. A right? great draft class, yeah. Yeah. So, again, this sort of alludes to the same situation with the Broncos. Two very good upcoming teams. Obviously not as established as the Chiefs and the Chargers, but that mixed up with the fact that the card, that, that Kyler Murray is a little bit of a wild card and the fact that they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, I just don't think this job is a little bit att- that attractive, right? Yeah, and, and I read they're going to give Kyler input on choosing who yes. that next coach is, which, I mean, I don't necessarily think that's a bad situation, but it clearly says that we're blowing up ship here and we're giving all the power to our quarterback who we've already paid. I do think it's also weird, and I want to point this out, that DeAndre Hopkins, and, and this is not doubting credibility of the report, this is more so saying this is kind of a weird organizational move. You haven't hired a GM yet, but you're already making a decision to trade a key piece uh, on your roster. And I'm going to say this, DeAndre Hopkins was involved in one of the biggest steals of all time in the trade market, yes. going for only a second-round pick. I'm going to predict he doesn't, I don't, I don't think he'll even fetch a third this time around. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to go for two fourth-round picks. Is, is that is that crazy no, to say? I, I mean, well, he's we got saw, a massive contract. Look what Amari Cooper, Cooper went, went for, for only and, and Amari Cooper can still play football. He's still a very good wide receiver. Yeah, and he's younger than than DeAndre Hopkins as well. Yeah, so I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he's approaching the back nine of his career. He's still cap very hits talented, crazy high, but that cap hit is going to be. I mean, you think, oh, DeAndre Hopkins, we're going to get a first round pick? No, let me tell you, that's that is not going to happen. Yeah. If it does, I'll be very surprised. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's I understandable. Agree. I the Cardinals there as well. So our so our lists are the same right now. Our lists are the same right now. So you go ahead and three. Three, I have the Colts. Okay. Um, the Colts used to be a very attractive destination. They had a ton of cap space. They had a ton of players who we thought were elite building blocks. A lot of those players seem to have regressed in recent years. Yes. They're just... I always say this. When your best player is, is a running back, how, how great are things really going in that franchise? Yes. They've whiffed on quarterbacks year after year. Chris Ballard has made some questionable trades. Um, I don't know. I, and honestly, this is a factor. And I mean, this shouldn't be a factor, but for me it is. I don't want to deal with Jim Irsay. He just yeah. seems like an annoying owner. Yes. The, the whole Saturday thing, the fact that I'm still reading reports that Saturday is being considered a top candidate. I don't, I don't like the situation. I'm not confident that the Colts are are part of some three-year surge to to the top of the NFL mountain. So I'm going to keep him at three. 
you know what? I, so I have the I have the Colts a different. Uh, so our, our lists are starting to separate here. I have the Panthers at three. Um, and before I mention anything about the Panthers, I do think this is an attractive job. Uh, I think it just more so has to go with the, how I feel about the other two jobs that are above them because I do believe that the Panthers is a very attractive job. I think that division as a whole um, is very up in the air. Like there's the next two, three seasons. I mean, especially with Tom Brady's future uncertain with being uncertain and this division sort of, it could be up for grabs for the next couple of years. So if you get a good head coach and, and the rosters, they got a fantastic defense. Like they got really solid defensive pieces um, if you just get some, I mean, DJ Moore, really good. Terrence Marshall Jr. is an up-and-coming receiver. They may be a quarterback away, I assume so. Like, I I don't think they're in a position to necessarily force draft a quarterback, but necessarily beat the other. They Again, they drafted an offensive lineman in the draft. Like, they're an upcoming team. I, I think people are, are overlooking the Carolina Panthers. And if this team does get a solid head coach, I think this could be a team that we could even see next year win that division right away. And... I think it's a pretty attractive job. Do I think it's more attractive than the Colts and Texans? No. So that's why I have the Panthers at three. Yeah, I, I, I sort of like what the Panthers have been building. I've been liking it for a few years now. They just need to make like one big leap. They need to make one move that sort of wows me. I think they need to be a little bit more aggressive yes. maybe. Um, and, and I would even consider just starting fresh at quarterback. Like like get a rookie, yeah. get a rookie in. I mean, they've been the home of second chances for yes. a while now with Sam Darnold. Baker. Um, Baker Mayfield. I mean, PJ Walker's just a, a journeyman that's sort of found a, a nice story there. Get, get a guy and, and get and get a top guy. I'm talking CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, um, someone someone in the draft would would be real nice in Carolina. I actually have them at, at two on my list. So I have them at two, which leaves one team left for me. So we yeah. don't know who that is, and you have, have two. one and two. Open, one and two. So there's still a little bit of uh, intrigue there. Yes. Uh, my number one most attractive coaching position is the Houston Texans. Wow. Who would have thought yeah, a year real. ago at this time we would say that? Because it was it was lauded as the worst job. And it was the worst kept secret in the NFL when Lovey Smith was hired. Everyone yes. said this is a one-year rent-a-coach. And he's going to be fired regardless of what happens. And they, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. Nope. Um, and I think even Lovey knew it as, despite what he said after the game against the Colts but why is it attractive it is attractive because this coach is going to come in and he is going to have a lot of power he's going to be able to build things his way it is an incredibly youthful roster and hey they had a pretty strong draft class in 2022 you got the second overall pick I almost said first overall pick man I thinking that those bears didn't come in and sneak (laughs) in but you got a very high draft pick and you're in a position to draft arguably the best quarterback yes and even if even if a team jumps them they still have their choice between the two exactly so that's very attractive you're going to get a young rookie quarterback expectations aren't going to be high so you're going to have some time yes it's not going to be a nathaniel hackett situation where if it's a disaster you're out the door right away you got a ton of cap space as well and i know trevor lawrence is in that division but aside from him it is relatively well, I mean, the Titans look to be on a downward trajectory, and I just ripped the Colts. So it's a, it's a wide-open-ish division. So I, I got the Texans at number one. Yeah, so you know what? I, I have the Texans at two, and I have the Colts at one. Um, again, I think the Texans are a fantastic job opening. I think, they, again, like you mentioned, a ton of just opportunity for a head coach to come in and shape the organization and, and the football program in the direction that they want it to go in. 
The only reason I have them at two is because now they sort of left the door open for the Colts to trade up to the number one overall pick. And I think that's what's going to happen. I do believe that the Colts are sick and tired of these veteran quarterbacks. They're going to trade to one and they're going to take their guy. Now, the, the Colts quarterback, top quarterback, could be the Texans' second quarterback and vice versa, right? Yeah. So, the, so the Texans still might get their guy at two. Obviously, the Texans still can move up a spot. We've seen it done in the past. Um, but I just think the Colts, um, with that, just the ability for, for, my, for my sake, I think they're going to be picking number one overall. I think it just doesn't make any sense for the Bears to... to to sort of stay there and pick because they could drop down to three and get the same guy that they would be taking at one because everybody knows they're not going to take a quarterback. No matter what polls is going to say, and that's how you do business, right? He already started <laughs> I, I was going to say, he could have done a little bit of a better job trying to sell it. Yes, he, he, he didn't do the greatest. <laughs> he didn't do the, like, no one, nobody was believing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a way, he was almost like, no, we like Justin Fields. I got to be blown away. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was blown away by Justin Fields this yeah. year. Yeah, he should have said, like, he should have sat there and said, we saw him evaluate yeah, everybody. Yeah, we're going to evaluate yeah, every, position. That's every position. Like, that's the best thing to do, right? That's what That would have stirred a little bit more intrigue and, right? and some headlines for sure. Yeah, 100%. And it also gives the team some sort of leverage power because if a team wants to trade up, they got to, you got to really blow them away. Right. And now everyone so is like, for example, if you're the Texans, it's like, Oh, why would I trade up to one? They're not going to trade to take a quarterback yeah. or right. Vice versa. If the Colts feel confident in both their guys, they could stay at three and whatever, vice versa or whatever they're picking. But um, I think the Colts opportunity to trade up into one, the window sort of wide open now um, makes it, it's so funny too, because the Colts now have an ability or the option and the door's wide open because of the fact that they lost yeah. to the Texans. The Texans don't have that because they beat the Colts. Beat the Colts. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a full it's, circle It is. Moment. It's crazy. And um, what, whatever order that tends to be, I do think the Colts are going to end up being with that first overall pick. Um, or maybe the Texans trade up a spot. You never know. I think it's a shoe-in for both these Colts-Texans jobs. I think the clear top candidates. Um, as long with the Panthers, too. I think the Panthers deserve some credit there. Uh, those three are sort of the top, and then I guess the tier below is the Cardinals, and then the Broncos as well. So, again, different, a little bit of differences in our in our um, sort of rankings here. It's I, I also do expect another job to open some yeah, sometime I soon. I mean, there's always the idea that a, that a playoff team could could fire their head coach, fire their head coach if they go one and done, and yeah. maybe they're not happy with the playoff performance. But you always sort of fall behind in the interview process when you do that. I think really the ultimate wild card here is, is Sean Payton and what teams are willing to give up for him, how teams yes. value their own coach, and, and maybe they see that a replacement is good. Um, I don't know. Like where, you said, still very early to lock it up. Where do you think, just spitballing here, where do you think Sean Payton ultimately ends up? If you had to guess, like if you had to put money on a place, do you think he's taking any, do you think any of those top three jobs are going after Sean Payton? Mind you, they have to give up a pick. Yeah, I think the Broncos could could move that late first that they got from Miami, which is from San Francisco. Um, I mean, right now, that's the only one that seems like yeah, the team's reasonable. actively pushing him. I mean, all these other teams that we just talked about are are in such a rebuild that is Sean yes. Payton really the guy they want? No chance. So I think if if, if it's not Denver, it's maybe a Dallas. I don't know if, if you want to hear that. I, but I, don't, I don't think... You, I, I feel like you hope that doesn't happen because you want to win in the playoffs this year with, with yeah, Mike McCarthy. you don't hope that, but... So, We'll see. I mean, hey, we could be talking about the Rams job opening soon as well with, with McVay possibly leading. Yeah, to oh, yeah. 
again, that that's another opportunity. I'm also thinking about maybe Washington too. You don't know. Again, obviously this Ron Rivera thing is a little bit weird. Um, that Rams, I completely, completely forgot about the Rams maybe having an opportunity is uh, for, for, I mean, that's also, if the Rams <laughs> job somehow opens, that's dead last of my, Oh yeah. That's like, that's gotta be the least attractive job ever. Maybe Lovey Love Smith goes there for a couple of years and, would you do that as an organization? Like, as a Cowboys fan, would you just trade the farm? I mean, the time the Rams did it, they won the Super Bowl, and it, it still looked like, even without the picks, that they'd be competitive for the next couple of years. Yeah. Obviously, the wheels have just completely fallen off the bus this year. Would you do that as a fan? Like, just trade it all, and, and you're punished. Let's say the Rams are the worst team in the NFL for the next 10 years. They might not be, but let's say that that happens. Would you do that as a fan? Uh, One Super Bowl I, I to just be so. a thought. Yeah, I, I would in a second, yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. Everyone saying, oh, McVay, McVay screwed them over, and now he's going he's gonna to yeah, jump he ship. he brought them a ring. He, you, can, you are forever yeah, indebted yeah, to that man, obviously. to the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, he brought you a championship. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. Like, I don't think you – again, if, there, if there's Rams fans talking poorly about Sean McVay, I think it's a little bit – trigger happy right yeah. like people are like oh he's leaving us oh, blah 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 he traded our first 20 our first round pick since to uh 20 since 2047 sort of thing right but like i don't know he brought you a ring right and there's teams that are desperate for rings i know we both are yeah I'll tell you that much so i think yeah i would trade i would trade if if a guy if a genie came to me right now and gave me the opportunity to to sort of change the future and said okay you have to sacrifice 10 years of your team being the worst team in the league for one Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, like, without even a doubt, I would, I, would, I would trade that, right? I'm in the same boat. It's and like who knows? Maybe in 10 years, you can get, you'll be able to get not Cooper, not Cooper Manning's son. Maybe, maybe the nephew of son, maybe a Manning comes up. Or maybe Baby Gronk. Yeah, yeah, baby Gronk. Maybe baby Gronk's going to the Rams. We'll see. Still uh, still a lot to, to sort of unravel here. I always personally hate that this goes on during yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. I guess it's another thing to sort of talk about. It keeps the bad teams involved in NFL circles. Yeah. But I always feel bad for, like, for example, the Eagles. I know they're on bye, but their young offensive coordinator is interviewing when, like, this guy has a game to prepare for. I don't know. I, I think that I should agree. change. In the I future, agree. I think that rule should be changed until the until after the Super Bowl, I think you should you should not be able to interview people until after the Super Bowl, until the season's completed. The the problem though is like the Steelers, they didn't make the playoffs. The Lions, they didn't make the playoffs. Those organizations are already preparing for free agency. They're already preparing for the draft. If you're just allowed to fire your coach end of January and then you got to sit and wait for a month and a half, then like you're you're doing nothing. Yeah, you, it is a disadvantage. Whereas even the playoff teams, okay, but they they shouldn't they should ha- be at a disadvantage because their team sucked. Okay, I guess no? that's fair. I don't know. I, I completely, like, I just complained about the rule, and then I justified why the rule's in place w- within seconds. But anyways, those are our <laughs> rankings of head coach openings. Um, thank goodness we didn't have to do a 10, because that would have taken yeah, three hours. Yeah, that would have taken three hours. But uh, there it is. Yeah, and again, let's, instead of talking about the bad teams, let's talk about the good teams. Playoff brackets, the best, the best part of the episode. Playoff talk. Playoff brackets. The best part of the season is coming only four days away, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I got to wait until Monday to get my heart broken out or, you know, I mean, I, I wish I had to wait until Monday because be that's, that's another day. That, you that should, I, you should be going to, to Buffalo. 
Yeah, but I can't miss VTFL. That's yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if well, what am I going to go to Buffalo and watch Skyler Thompson? Lovers. you got to be lovers of VTFL. There's only one sport league that's better than the VTFL. It's the NFL. I don't even know about that. But, you never uh, know. I think, you know, one day the VTFL, all the players in the NFL are going to come play for the VTFL. That's my dream. Yeah. But anyways, I, I, I don't know why you think I should go to Buffalo and, and watch the Dolphins just get absolutely killed. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, two is not, probably not going to play. So. Is he for sure not playing? He's not for sure not playing, but I just don't see a world where I mean, like it sounds like information is going to come tomorrow. He's yeah. They said there's Wednesday. five stages of this protocol. Mm-hmm. He's not close to five, um, and I just don't see a way that he, they clear him this quickly. It's not an ankle. You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to play. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. This yeah. is it's he's got four. He's got a team of doctors that are you know looking at him like every day. It's his like third one of the season. Well, second yeah. technically. They said that he didn't suffer that, but again, head injuries are no joke. Um, wishing the best for Tua, but let's get into these. Playoff brackets. Before we get into these, want to say a lot of pressure on both of us. Um, I think last year was a bit of an off year. The year before, you you predicted the Bucks, Bucks. and beating the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs beating the Packers. My final four was perfect. My bracket like, was like nearly. Like, perfect yeah, you had a nearly year. perfect bracket, and I was just literally my Super Bowl was wrong. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, this our reputation. Our reputation is back on is on the chopping block because last year was it was I had I had Titans. Packers last year. Oh, that's right. You did do that. Yeah. And I, I was cheesed because I kept, I was the biggest Burrow guy all year last year. And then I was like, I, at the end of the, at the playoffs, I go, I think I, I picked it. the Raiders to beat the Bengals actually in mine. So we just completely you did. whiffed. You did. I mean, you did. I also predicted the Rams doing the Super Bowl before last season, which I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that. This year I've been a disaster. I also think I picked the Chiefs to win every single year we've done one of these brackets. I feel like that's, that's a stat. That's a bracket stat here. Um, what is this? The fifth year we've done this? The fourth fifth year, year we've done this? Four, fourth or fifth year? No, fourth year, I think. The point I wanted to make was we, we've been relatively good. So let's start off this year. Um, we'll start off with a super wild card round. Um, AFC, you want to get us started? Sure. We'll start with the Jags and the Chargers game. Yeah, why not? This is a toss-up game for me. I think this is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Uh, two young superstar quarterbacks are battling against each other. Um, I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. It's just my gut feeling. Obviously, that could change come the weekend. But as of uh, this morning, um, if I had to pick, I'm, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I just like what they're doing. They're at home. Uh, Mike Williams is banged up. Uh, he's a big, big key part of that Chargers offense. And Trevor Lawrence just, he wasn't even good last no, game, last week too. So like, I expect him to bounce back, which is why I'm picking the Char- Jaguars too. Like, I don't know if a player of that caliber can have back-to-back bad games. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers here. Go, go ahead, go do your whole yeah. uh, whole wild card round. Okay, so I'm taking the mind. Chargers in that game. Um, Bills and Dolphins. I'm gonna take the Bills because again, uh, you know, I just don't know the status of Tua, and even with Tua, I'd probably still lean the Bills just a little bit. But this game could get ugly if it is indeed Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and then Bengals and Ravens. I absolutely love the Bengals. Um, I'm all over the six and a half line here too. Um, even if Lamar Jackson does play, I just don't see how he comes five weeks off right first week in the playoffs with very minimal practice and, and does anything um, special. So I'm going to take the Bengals. So my, I have the Jaguars, the Bengals, and the Bills as my three teams that are winning. All right. Um, let, 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 let's get into it here. Bills, Dolphins. When we post our actual bracket Saturday morning, if mine looks different and I have the Dolphins, that means Tua's playing. Because if, it's, if Tua's playing, let me tell you, 
I'm picking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm I don't doing blame it. you. I don't blame you. Um, I watched Skyler Thompson last week. I watched him the week before. Even if it's Teddy Bridgewater, like the initial spread came out, I think it's eleven and a half, and yes. I was thinking like it is eleven and a half. Maybe Vegas thinks Tua might play, or, or they're just not sure. Because I honestly think if Tua doesn't play, this is a seventeen point spread because the Dolphins' offense is just that bad without him. Especially against a great Bills team at home, they got a ton to play for. I'm obviously going to take the Bills here. Ravens, Bengals, another one feels a little bit easier than it should. I know yes. the Ravens beat them earlier in the year, but I just like Joe Burrow's track record in December, in January, has just been so so good the past two years. You can't bet against them. I'm going to take the Bengals and then Chargers, Jaguars. I honestly think this is the hardest game for me to oh, pick easy. in the entire NFL this weekend. Regardless, AFC or NFC, I've gone back and forth on it so much. I'm really scared of Brandon Staley. I am. I think there's very real possibility he makes a huge mistake trying to be too aggressive and it costs his team. I'm still going to take the Chargers because I think they're the more complete team. The Jaguars are very young. I think they're a little bit bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the sense that they're just happy to be in the playoffs. This season has been such a slam dunk for them. Um, whereas the Chargers had bigger goals going in. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. I also think they're a bigger threat to the other teams in the NFL. So Chargers, Bengals, and Bills for me, NFC time. Easily. To mention before I go into my NFC things uh, and and my NFC picks, the Chargers, despite me picking them as of Tuesday morning to lose against the Jaguars, that could ultimately change. But I do think that if the Chargers were to win this game, I could see them. I can legit see them going on a, r- a yeah. little bit of a run, right? Because they have that. They have the ability to do so. Um, they're very comparable to the Cowboys, to be honest. Like they're like the Cowboys of the AFC. But um, we'll go. Uh, well, I'll start off with the NFC. So I'll start with the Vikings and the Giants. This game just feels so weird to me, and it's a very popular pick. Everyone's going to pick the Giants because yeah. they're going to feel the upset. Kirk Cousins, this that. Blah. I don't know. It just feels a little bit weird. To me, very weird. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to go against the public, the public opinion here. Um, I don't think the the Giants are just quite there yet. Uh, the Vikings, I mean, they're very they're a wild card team, right? Like they're they're not physically wild card. I'm saying they're, they're a wild, a wild card. they're a yeah. wild card, yeah. right? Like you don't know what you're going to get with the Vikings, but at the end of the day, they're a good team, man. They won double digits games. They they have the ability to compete with the best. And this could be a dogfight, but I'm going to take the Vikings um, by a field goal, I want to say. Um, Start with the 49ers and the Seahawks. I don't think anyone really needs to explain this. Geno Smith, fantastic story. Seahawks, again, slam dunk season. Um, I don't think anyone expected them to make it this far. Uh, Like Pac alluded to earlier earlier in the episode, they were like the favorites to pick first overall. I'm going to take the 49ers here comfortably. And then it goes to my Cowboys and Bucks. Again, another popular upset pick. I feel like there's a lot of people taking the Bucks out there. The way I see it is, sure, I could see the Cowboys losing this game. At the end of the day, it's the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like, they're just prone to not making it past the first round. That being said, I just don't see how the bank, how the the Bucks are just going to be able to flip a switch like this, right? This is not the Bucks that people are used to seeing. They're They're... A barely above 500 team. They struggled last week against the Falcons, and I know they they took them out, took out the starters around the second quarter. But I just I just don't see it. Um, again, I think it feels like I'm going against the public on this one. The Cowboys are three point favorites, but it everyone feels like everyone likes, is on yeah. the bu- is on yeah. the Bucks. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys here. So um, I'm going Cowboys, 49ers, and Vikings as my uh, NFC Super Wildcard teams. Yeah, I'll, I'll start at, at Giants, Vikings. And I, I get why everyone loves loves yes. the Giants because there's always an upset. There's there always is. one upset. Um, and I don't know. I kind of like the Giants too. Like I, I do think there will be a time in these playoffs where we, we're watching and we say, wow, the, the, the Vikings are frauds. So whether it's that they blow it against the Giants in this round, or I think if they win, they're going to get dis- demolished by whoever they play. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Giants, even though I'm not that high on them. I'm going to pick them to pull an upset. Brian Dable has been one of the stories of, of the season so far this year, so I'm going to take them. Let, let, just like you said, I'm not going to waste a ton of time with 49ers and Seahawks. Sorry, Seattle fans. I, f- I feel bad that we keep writing you guys off. I feel like This is not a detriment. I, I genuinely believe the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. That is a genuine belief that I have. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. I mean, like, do you really expect me to sit here and take Tom Brady? And, and everyone's saying, yeah. you can't bet against Tom Brady. In the playoffs. I've been betting against Tom Brady my whole life. You don't know, you don't know what I do against yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, and guess true. what? I always lose. I always lose. And I keep doing it. I keep going against him. I don't care. So I'm taking the Cowboys. And, like, it, the storyline of the Cowboys is always choking the playoffs. And the storyline of Tom Brady is always, like, never count him out in the playoffs. Complete fade on this one. Give me the Cowboys. It sets up a, a pretty intriguing Second round, which what I believe, well, it's not the four best teams because I, I sent the Giants through, but an, an interesting second round. So my AFC uh, matchups right now are the Bengals and the at the Bills, um, which would that be at a neutral site? No, no right? Only the AFC Championship, yeah. right? Um, so I got the Bengals at the Bills, and then I got the Jaguars at the Chiefs. So I'm going to take the Chiefs or the Jaguars here. I think the Jaguars sort of storybook season ends here. I don't see them getting past the Chiefs, especially with the Chiefs coming off a bye. Um I do think the Chiefs are going to be able to handle business here. I could maybe see it a little bit closer than people expect it to be just because it's the playoffs. And again, Trevor Lawrence factor is very real and he could make a game out of nothing. Uh, So I'm going to go the Chiefs over the Jaguars there. And then in the opposite game, I'm going to take the Bengals again, man. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals. I like it. it. I'm going to take Joe Burr, man. I, I just, I am, there's something about this guy where he's just so... It's like you almost just want to cheer for him, right? Yeah. And I just think there's no moment too big for him. He continues to prove it time in and time out. And I think the Bengals are just, they just got it. I don't know. I, I, I've i been a strong believe believer of the, the Bills. I don't want to say their windows closed last year, but I think their best opportunity to win the Super Bowl was last year. And they blew it against the Chiefs. I think that this is just not their year. It doesn't feel like the Bills have it in them. Maybe they could channel, like, you know what? Obviously, the, the everything that happened with Hamlin and, and, and praying for, for obviously, a speedy recovery, great news are coming out of um, from that side of things. But if the Bills are able to channel some, some emotions and play with the emotions, maybe this game could be swing. But I'm going to go with the Bengals um, over the Bills, setting up an AFC championship of Bengals and Chiefs. I like it, and then I'll tell you this. I have the exact same AFC championship. The only thing is the Chiefs are playing the Chargers in my bracket, which yeah. I think will be a great game. The Chargers, be a game. Chargers are would really be a, good fights. Yes, they put yes. a, that, that, to me, that's the best team to play the Chiefs out of all the sort of teams that can come in, coming out of the, the first round. I think that would be an awesome game, but I think they'll just fall short again. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. So I have the Chiefs, and then I'm going to take the Bengals to beat the Bills. I, I, I agree with you. I just think that they're a very, very good football team. Well, s- since it was... A fast sort of. I'll give you the. I'll give you the NFC side now. You do the NFC divisional okay. round. 
Um, and, and then we'll 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 both sit there at the conference round. So I got I got Giants, Eagles, and yes. then I got 49ers and Cowboys. Yes. Start off with 49ers Cowboys. It's a rematch of last year, which was a really even game. Um Cowboys, I, I think they're a pretty similar team in terms of skill level. I thought they were a really good team last year. I don't know how much better they are this year. Uh, um, you think they're a better team? I don't know if they're better, but like the 49ers, they're, they're just play style fits on what the Cowboys don't do well on. I was also going to say that I think the 49ers are miles better than they were last year. I yeah. think McCaffrey adds a new element. I think Shanahan has improved the offense, um, and I don't know. I love this Brock Purdy guy. Like Everyone's saying, like, oh, are we sure he can do it in the playoffs? I'm very confident that that he's not going to skip a beat. He just seems like he's that. Like, hey, are, no, are we does. sure? Are we are we sure that he he's does. just not a great? Like not a great. Are we sure he's just not really good? Yeah. Like maybe that's it. Maybe it's not all the. Maybe he's just a really good quarterback. Has anyone yeah. ever thought like he's he's in a, a, a conversation with Dan Marino right now in terms of how he's entered the league and and the stats that he's putting up and and the records and. I, I'm really high on this kid. He's doing all the right things. And yeah, maybe he doesn't throw for 300 passing yards. But I think he's legit. The, the only thing... I'm going to give you some pushback here. and Because I, I just can't get my... I can't wrap my head on how I'm going to project the 49ers' playoff sort of... Um, I mean, what's the word I'm looking here for? I don't know how to, I don't know how to predict how the 49ers' playoff... Um, Fortunes, yeah, fortunes. There, thank you, Pac. Thank you for fixing my English here. Fortunes are fortunes are going to play out because, sure, Brock Purdy has been great these last five games. Very good. I just don't like in the in the playoffs. It's hard to control the whole game, right? So there's going to be points yeah. where there, you're going to need some backlash. You're going to have to fight yourself out of a little a little bit of a hole, which could become a bigger hole if if if, if you go three and out after. The team starts with a touchdown, and they go back to the year, and suddenly it's a fourteen nothing game. Yeah, it's tough. Is Brock Purdy going to pull you out of that fourteen nothing lead? He could. They also got the best defense in he the NFL. He could. No, a hundred percent. I'm just speculating yeah, here. Yeah. So obviously, it's the playoffs. Games are closer. Margins of error are smaller. Obviously, I'm not saying that this guy turns the ball over because he simply doesn't. Um, but yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is just good. I don't know. I'm just giving you a little bit of pushback here. I. Go ahead, go ahead, and then I'll. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll so go. I, I mean, I'm going to take the the 49ers, yeah, the 49ers. To, to beat the Cowboys, and then the Eagles Giants for me is is very easy. Scares me a little bit that the Eagles beat the Giants twice this year. Yeah, but I mean, this is the one seed. They're the one seed for a reason. When Jalen Hurts was under center, they were as close to unbeatable as you can get this year. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send the Eagles through, which which sets up an Eagles 49ers NFC Championship. Yeah. So I have slightly different matchups. I have the Cowboys playing the Eagles. Yeah. Um, and then I have the Vikings playing the 49ers. I'm going to pick the 49ers 100%. Um, I don't think the Vikings are anywhere close to the same stratosphere of the 49ers. Um, I just think, like like you mentioned before, they're just, on all three phases, they're just very, very good. And um, despite what I just mentioned about Brock Purdy, maybe um, faulting a little bit at times. I, again, it's all speculation. You don't know because this guy has been ice cold since uh, taking over as he was a third-string quarterback. This guy looks like he... Should have went first overall right now. but um, And then it moves on to Cowboys and at Eagles. And again, the, the matchup that we've finally been waiting for, it feels like we haven't yet to see a true Dak versus Hurts sort of matchup. And it would be awesome. It would be a really good game, yeah. It would be maybe the best game of the playoffs. Depends. Um, but uh, for, 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 
For fortune's sake, I'm going to take the Eagles. The Eagles. I'm going to take the I, Eagles. I think I would almost take the Cowboys now, and I just think you it's guys a toss up. I it's, really do think yeah. it's a toss up. Like, I, I wouldn't call you a homer if you take the Cowboys in that game because I think they're constructed well to, to beat the Eagles, and it's a divisional rival. Yeah. I mean, lean a little bit because it's in Philly, which is. It is. Which that's, is fair. That's, that's sort of that gives me the edge here, right? And especially because of the fact that they did split the sort of regular season matchup as well. If the Eagles did win on Christmas Eve, maybe I picked the Cowboys because it's tough to beat a team three times. Um, I'm going to pick the Eagles here. Uh, so that sets up Eagles and 49ers. So we have the exact, so have the same, exact same exact same final four. Yeah. Um, which I th- I mean, in, in an unpredictable year, that seems like probably the most predictable final. Actually, no, I would I would disagree because we both have the Bills out, which is a bit I think the most take. predictable finals is everyone's going to go 1-2-1-2. One, two, one, two. Everyone's yeah. going to pick the Eagles and I the mean, 49ers and the Bills and the Chiefs, which, which, which again, could happen. I wouldn't even be shocked if three of these four teams aren't even there. Me, neither, neither would I. But, uh, I mean... I'm I'm liking how my bracket's looking. I, th- I think you're you're putting together yeah, a good one I as think well. We're putting together I think because a good we have bracket. the exact same Final Four, we should almost like just reveal our Super Bowl. I'm not not at the same time because I would just for audio's sake it wouldn't wouldn't come out as clean. But just reveal your Super Bowl. My Super Bowl is Bengals 49ers. Okay, I have I have the Chiefs 49ers. Okay, yeah, I did just like um, Mahomes has never beaten Joe Burrow. Yeah, and. The MVP curse is very real. It, it is real. But who's the guy to beat that? Who's Mahomes. the guy to beat that? It's, it's Patrick Mahomes, man. <laughs> yeah, like is. this guy, I don't quite think people understand how special of a player we're watching is. And yes. he's he's now gotten what I call the LeBron effect where he just put up a 40 touchdown, 5,000 yard season. Um, and people and, and are like people not even batting people are like, oh, you know, man, maybe maybe Jalen Hurts is, is the MVP because yeah. he's he was a breakout player, and you know, Justin Jefferson. I was that was victim great. of it too. I, I do think Jalen Hurts had a fantastic. Oh, he did, year. he did. But like, right? what Patrick Mahomes is doing, everyone thinks it's normal. It's not. Yeah. Um, and I think he would get a big boost of his legacy if he can go back to another Super Bowl. That's why I have I have them taking down the Bengals. I think it would be a hard fought game. Um, and then both of us have the 49ers. Just like. They could very well not get there, but and they, and they've won ten in a row right now. To ask them to win another what four games is tough. Yes, and again, that is a big factor that I that people don't really talk about, right? Like when you go on these late, I, I don't want to say late, but like ten games straight, another four. That's fourteen games in a row. How many perfect seasons have there been, Pac? I mean, only. Th- only, only the Miami one. Dolphins have done it. Only it, one. It's, it's tough. And I, I mean, the Patriots also did it, but they came short because it's just, it's so hard to be that excellent every week. Right. But that's 14 games. That's 14 games undefeated. Obviously, it's short of an actual perfect season because they're not including the playoffs. Yeah. But 16 and 0 is like right there. That's a two game. St- that's very, very tough to do. It is tough. Um, the one thing very I like tough. about both of our brackets is you got a rematch of, I believe, was that the 1986 Super Bowl? Or am I completely missing my years? There's a legendary Joe Montana Super Bowl that the 49ers beat the Bengals in. And then my Super Bowl, which is Chiefs 49ers, is a rematch of 2019, early 2020, just a couple of years ago. So I think both would be great games. Both are very realistic. Who do you have winning? You got you got Joey Joey V. I I can't. That's that's one that I I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. He's winning it. I don't think it's like you're talking about a guy in his. We'll call it second year because he got hurt in his first year. If he does that, <laughs> he's he's immediately up there with the greats of the greats. Yeah, 100%. that's that's legendary stuff. And it's not even like 
if he does that, it won't change my view on on how talented he is. It won't change my view on like wow, he's it, it's 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 just in in the level of like this guy can win, and it's it's Brady esque. I hate to say that, yeah, because it it's is like though. it's overused and it's unfair, and he's he's carving his own path. But that's to me, that's the only way I can think of to explain it. It's Brady esque because he finds ways to win. I'm taking the Chiefs, keeping the streak going. I take so him you're every taking year. the MVP curse is over. MVP curse is over, and I want to take the 49ers because I love Brock Purdy, and I you know Kyle Shanahan. That is, would be so. But I'm taking cool, I'm taking honest. Mahomes. Yeah, if, if Brock Purdy won, if Brock Purdy it would be won, awesome. it would be awesome. That'd be so good. Like for the better league. better than Nick Foles. And a lot of people, uh, I mean, say what you want, but that would affect the way that quarterbacks are drafted. It, whether you, you think, think so? yes, it would. But look it at the would. AFC. It Every would. single quarterback. You know, I know. In the You're AFC right. Is a top yeah. ten. And who's going to be the guy that beats them? No. What do you mean? If I'm saying if Brock Purdy, yeah, Brock Purdy, right? But it's just like I think indirectly it would. And not necessarily would or oh yeah we're just gonna draft our franchise guy in the seventh round. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying just build they're a gonna super take, team around the guy. No, they're gonna take yes that too, but they're gonna take an extra look at those late guys that have good athletic traits, like a Stetson Bennett, for example. Oh. If Stetson Once, Bennett was in the NFL right now, he's a vet. If he gets drafted <laughs> tomorrow. He's a vet. He's not he a rookie is, quarterback. Stetson Bennett would be like the second oldest quarterback in the yeah. in the AFC playoffs right now. But I mean, we so we both have the winner as an AFC cha- as AFC, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, have I have the Bengals, you have the Chiefs. Obviously, oh. our, our final, these aren't our final. It's uh, Mine's going to look pretty similar, I believe. I think so, at least. Um, obviously, our final predictions are going to get posted on Saturday. Yes, yeah, um, With everyone else's, we do the we voting, do the um, which is also on a terrible streak. I yeah. think the <laughs> the Saints were once, curse. the Packers were once, it's cursed. So, Chiefs, yeah. Um, for those of you that are still listening, obviously, make sure that... Uh, you don't vote for your team in the in the uh, in the fan voted bracket, or else they are guaranteed not to win uh, the Super Bowl. Um, but keeping on the playoff talk, I think it'd be cool to end the show. Um, obviously, we have no hammer this week because the uh, regular season is over. Um, but let's go through some playoff superlatives. Yeah, rapid fire. Like yeah. don't don't even think, just spit it out. I think it's it's a great way to end the show. Um, sleeper team, Cowboys, Chargers. Uh, biggest playoff X factor, Joe Burrow, Brock Purdy. Bust team. The Eagles. <laughs> oh, I put the Vikings, which is, to me, it's a fake I don't know, answer. man. I don't know. I, 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 you know what? The I don't want to say I love the Eagles because I don't, but I just, just something weird about, I don't know. There's something weird. I think, I think they made a peak a little Maybe bit Maybe the Ravens of a couple years ago. It's, it's very possible. Very. It reminded me of that when they, the Pro Bowl teams came out and they had like 15 Pro yes, Bowls. Yes, it like, is. This very, reminds me of the Ravens. Because Ravens had a million Pro Bowls yeah. that year. That's a good point. Um, unsung hero of the playoffs. Jamar Chase. I got Elijah Mitchell of wow. the 49ers. That's I think, I mean, all the attention on McCaffrey, I think he could he could do some damage. And then last but not least, the game of the playoffs will be. I think it'll be Cowboys versus Eagles if we get it. Yeah, if we get it I have round. Chiefs versus Bengals, which would be. That, that's my second option, option here. Yeah. I have a Chiefs and Bengals. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. So hopefully it happens. I, I hope we get one of those teams. I hope. I hope we get it. But uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. That's going to be the show. A lot of fun to, a lot of fun. to return. It was, I yeah. Think it was a, it was two a week, great two show week hiatus. But uh, we're back. We'll be back again next week. Hopefully I won't be crying on Tuesday morning because that'll be right after uh, the Cowboy game. So I'm either going to be coming with a smoking cigar, my, my jersey on, or maybe I won't even show. Maybe it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a no show. They're going to be uh, a solo show. Yeah. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Thank you again. Uh, like, subscribe, follow us on all audio platforms, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Tuesday. Take care, guys. Take care.